Hey, hey, people of Earth, it's time to enter the Spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick and Casey. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on Spoilerverse.com. But... If you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcaster, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us or use a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. Welcome back to Spoiler the Country. I'm Kenneth Regan. Mr. Horsley is off today, and we are here alone, but only for a limited time. Um, today on the show, it's going to be pretty awesome because we have, we have Gabe Valentine, and he's here to talk about the digital lizards of doom. And, you know, we're lucky enough that Casey got us sat down with Gabe and uh, had an amazing conversation. So why don't we sit back, relax, and see what's on tap with Casey and Gabe. All right, everybody, welcome again to another episode of Spoiler Country. Today on the show, we have Gabriel Valentine. Gabriel is, among other things, a musician. He is also a comic creator, and he has a a project called Digital Lizards of Doom. And I want to challenge you guys to try to say that without sounding like a jackass, because it's really hard. Uh, My big, fat southern tongue is tripping over itself, so I'm going to let Gabriel take over. Gabriel, how you doing, brother? Doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. So you, you wear a lot of hats, man. Dude. I'm trying to get rid of them and they just keep coming. You know that scene in like the end of the prestige? <laughs> the Tesla machine and the hats are just like they find all the hats in the valley. Yeah, dude, that's that's kind of how I feel right now. Trying to get rid of them, bro. So so what what do you most people have like one thing that they're good at and they're like, This is this is what I do. I'm so, a writer. Yeah, <laughs> but you you're kind of a dick it, because no, <laughs> because because you're like no nah, man I don't have just one thing I have well I'm a writer also I have this music thing going on and and I have all these other projects going on so yeah man uh, I I want to tell everybody right now don't like Gabriel Gabriel uh, <laughs> that Gabriel no man so what 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 is it about you that that makes you take all these things on so it's funny you say that because like. I've never been good at at any at a at a lot of stuff. Okay, so and and I don't mean that as like a boohoo kind of way. I just I've never felt like I was good at a lot of things. And it wasn't until I was about fifteen where I was like, okay, you know, I really like storytelling. I've always liked storytelling. And so I got into music around sixteen, and I was like, well, I can't draw, play sports. I can't. I'm not cool, you know, I don't, you know, I we grew up pretty poor, so you know, I didn't have cool clothes, I didn't have like the cool house to come to, like e- even like shooters, like 
uh, video games and stuff. I was never really good. I, I stick to RPGs. I stick to problem-solving games. I like action games, don't get me wrong, but I usually can't get that far unless it's on easy mode. And <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's real, dude. That's like not fake humility. I'm 100% being serious. And, and so I, I just... I knew I liked storytelling. I grew up with Tolkien and C.S. Lewis and, you know, the Earthsea Chronicles and anime. And I've, I've just always loved these, I was like, these storytelling avenues. So I was like, you know, I think I'm good at telling stories. You know, my friends would ask me to tell stories. I would be hanging out at, you know, when the family would get together for holidays, I would start telling stories and the whole family would like listen to my stories. And, you know, I just make them up off the top of my head. And, and people would laugh, and they're usually funny or sad or whatever. And so I was like, "Well, I can. I'm trying to learn guitar, and I'm trying to learn bass, and you know, I don't know too much about music, but I can, I can tell a story, and then I can put music to it. That's cool. And then that kind of took on a life of its own. I was, I was touring with a couple different bands for a while, and then I, I've always loved comics. My very first comic was an Indiana Jones comic that I found at a garage sale with my dad. And so from that point on, I was like, this is this is cool. And so I was like, all right. So, you know, all of our songs, I was in like a punk and a metal band. And and I was the main songwriter, not by choice. Just the other guys didn't really care that much. They didn't really care about what they were. <laughs> we just wanted to like, you know, rock out and get chicks. And so I was like, well, I'll write the lyrics. And like all of our lyrics were about like fighting dragons and you know giant robots and all this stuff like i wasn't really that angry and you know we were a punk rock band and i was like yeah i'm not really that pissed off but i mean i guess i could create a situation where my my girlfriend is like a goddess and she like turned evil and destroyed the world like that that would piss me off if that actually happened yeah i'll write about that that makes sense <laughs> i'm fired up fuck you know like dude oh can we swear on this podcast i'm not oh, sure dude go go for it man okay cool. go for it <laughs> uh, and then so yeah that kind of like took on a life of its own and then i just decided i wanted to take a stab at comic books and i tried to get in the comic book industry and didn't have a lot of luck at first and i said all right well maybe maybe comics aren't you know Maybe people just don't like my storytelling in the comic book form. So I'm going to go with writing podcasts. And I'm going to, that was starting to get really big in like 2011, between like 2009 and 2011. So I was like, oh, I can do this. So I started doing podcasts and, you know, helping other people write their stories and a lot of, a lot of mostly fiction. And then, you know, I had this thing in the back of my head where I was like, I had been talking with my friends for years about how come there's never been a multimedia brand that fuses all these things together in the same house. Cause of course there's, you know, like Disney has everything and, and uh, you know, there's like universal studios has, you know, bands on their record label and then they put their music in their movies and Warner brothers, same thing. But I was like, you know, we'd be sitting around the campfire or on tour having these long conversations. Like how come, how come Batman doesn't have a band, you know, like how come, you know, how come the Fantastic Four, how come no one's ever made like a Fantastic Four story where like in between their missions, they're like writing their own songs? Like that would be so cool. Like they can't figure out how to do that. Like is, have they thought about it? And so after years of just kind of having those conversations, I was like, screw it. I'm going to do it. And so I just, I do pride myself on having incredibly talented friends 
and just trying to always learn new things from new people. So I was like, I can write this stuff and I can find people to help me create it. And so I was working as a bus driver and I was I had been writing this story called Digital Lizards of Doom. And which actually came first. It's funny because people know the music, have known the music for a while, but and they, they know the characters. We have the characters that come out on stage. Dizzy Doom is our our hero, our lizard hero, and then we have Commander Echo, who's a giant robot. But but yeah, I just decided I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go for it. I'm just gonna do it. And I actually called my friend Jesse, who's one of our layout designers. And uh, now, not at the time, but now I said, dude, I, I have this idea. I, that story I've been working on, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna make some music for it. And you know, I wanna like I wanna make a game and I wanna make some movies and. I want everything to tie into each other, and and then I, around like I mean, watching what the what Marvel did with the MCU, I was just like, okay, I got to do this now before this just becomes the next thing where everyone. <laughs> so so yeah, it's like I've it's odd because I've pretty much just stuck to writing. I consider myself a writer first and foremost. Like you know, I'm not I'm okay at the other stuff, and I can navigate it pretty well. But I try to stay in my lane and I know my strengths. So it's like storyteller first and foremost and everything else just kind of seeps into the, the crevices and hopefully we create something cool. That's that's kind of always been my goal. That's awesome. And I, I definitely understand the the desire to keep everything kind of in-house and, and so to keep your vision intact. Yeah. Also, it is a shame that the Fantastic Four don't have a band because the thing rocks. Um, uh, <laughs> right? Sorry, I'm a dad. I'm no, a dad dude, joke. that's that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Like, can you imagine? Like, I, I mean, or or with any like group of heroes, like the X Men. Like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, Charles Xavier has this, like <laughs> massive music program. Not only do they not have a music program, but they've never just made a comic book series that's like it's like you know Professor X and the you know, XE XEs, I don't know, like whatever it is. And like every issue has its own song that you can also download. Like that just, and, and I'm going to be a public, public relations boon. Dude. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that, <laughs> that would just be cool. But, and it was like, well, that wouldn't make money. And like, that wouldn't be that. And it's like, well, who cares? Like that, that would just be awesome. I think, you know, and I can't be the only one who thinks that. I mean, I'm a weird guy, but I'm not that weird. I mean, I feel like there's other people out there who would be like, yeah, dude, that that's so cool. Like every time you go and pick up the next issue, it comes with a little download code where you can go and listen to the song. That'd be so sick. So, so yeah, I'm just like, yeah, no one's doing it. I'm gonna do it myself. That's cool. That's cool. It, it So it, in a way th- there's a band called Guar. I'm sure you've heard oh, of Guar. I love Guar. And they have, they have the comic, but it, it's not made by any of the guys in Guar. So you're, yeah. you're literally taking the reins of, of this, I, I don't know that anybody else really does it with that much creative control. Yeah, um, in Cambria, I don't know the insides and outs of Coheed and Cambria, but I knew they had, um, oh, what was that? What was their book called? It was like Kill, Kill Audio, because the, uh, the lead singer of Coheed, Coheed and Cambria is Claudio. And uh, so they had this book called, this book series called Kill Audio. And and I, I oh God, like if they if they ever hear this, I hope they don't, like don't get upset with me when I say this because I don't mean this in like any negative way. But like I saw that and it's so cool. The story is really cool. But I'm like it. It could have been 
and I, maybe that just wasn't their intention. So, but it, it could have been so much bigger, like so much more integrated. And and uh, I guess meta is you know a very popular term that's getting thrown thrown around right now. But and that's what I wanted to make. I wanted to make something where it's like not that you would at this you could listen to the music, you could be a fan of the music and hate the story, or you could hate the books, but you could also like love the books and not really like the music or you could like the card game or not really like the other two things but yet you're still a part of the world and then it's always there if you want to check it out you know it's always it's like a buffet table it's like yeah i go here for the pizza but the seafood kind of sucks but yeah that's that's kind of that was my goal and and I'm i'm a fan of all that stuff too so i'm just a fan of of pop culture and i just i think it's cool and I've said this a couple times, but it's it's just a huge excuse to not grow up as well. It's like <laughs> the world beats you down, and I'm like, dude, we spend so much time as children growing up with these heroes and these these mentors, and I don't think that's exaggerated at all. I mean, we're watching, you know, GI Joe, or we're watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we're learning these life lessons. We're watching Batman, you know, follow these this moral code, or Superman, whoever it is. And then, you know, everyone's like, "Well, that's not the real world." You grow up, and and then you got to get a you got to get a job, and then you got to pay bills, and you got to stop playing video games, and you got to stop doing this and stop doing that. And I'm like, you know, no wonder everyone's so stressed out and having anxiety attacks because we're raised this way. We're raised a certain way and we were raised with all these things that we fall in love with and it's you know doing so much for our brains and hopefully good things for our brains learning these good values and these good morals and then out of nowhere we're just told to give that stuff up and so yeah it's like kind of like a culture shock so i'm like no i i'm a firm believer that you can have both you know growing up doesn't mean you have to stop doing cool stuff it just means you become a super kid not like a you're not a kid anymore. You just you just level up, you know. So that's that's basically, if I'm being totally honest, that's this is all just a big scam. Just so, <laughs> yeah. Well, I I I'm with you though. Like I I don't I can't understand people that don't have something that they want to create. Don't have something that they are passionate about. And it whether it's you know very serious stuff or, or something very you know silly and not earth shattering yeah but like it's something that when you create something in music and in art like comics sequential art it's all very collaborative mediums and there is such a transcendent feeling to creating something with other people that is much greater than the whole or, or excuse me, much greater than the part that you put into it. Yep. So that the whole is is the the output of of the team is exceeds far more than what you had anticipated. Totally. There's such an amazing feeling when you do that. I used to play music, and it was being up there with people, and you know, playing a three minute song with you know three other people is just a fantastic feeling and yeah. just yeah it, you you don't even feel like you're there you you are more than just the parts so it's it's really fun um, you this, did you ever like transcend like so so i've talked to a few d- different people about this and like 
it's blown my mind how many different answers I've gotten for this, but like just what, exactly what you just said, like playing music with a handful of other people on stage. I, I remember the feeling, but I don't always remember the show. Almost. I almost never remember the show. I remember the feeling. Oh. I remember it felt good. Oh yeah. I go to a different place. It's bizarre. <laughs> we had a term for it. It is the dumbest shit ever because we, we would at our practice pad for some reason, the TV would always be on and be late. And the TV would be on like whatever, like rerun was playing. Yeah. Uh, and that rerun always happened to be Seinfeld for some reason. <laughs> and we, it, it, it made us think of a, of a, a Seinfeld sketch. It's like, I got hot fingers. I got hot fingers. <laughs> and it, it's when you're in, in the zone and right. you're able to just kind of play without putting much mind to it. Because it's yeah. all it's all instinctual. It's all feeling rather than than knowing. Because you're so tuned in to what everyone else is doing, you you, you kind of it, I hate the term, but you, you kind of just jam with it. Yeah. Not a not a jam band fan at all. But the the same feeling applies. Yeah. It it was it, it was a great feeling, and and I get that out of making comics because I, I I do that myself. Not near on the scale that you that you're doing now. But you know, I got some tricks up my sleeve. We're 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 making it. <laughs> but so you talked a little bit about your literary inspirations, like Tolkien and and Ursi and all that other stuff. What are your musical inspirations? So for music, I mean, I feel like this is such a lame answer, but for music, it's the problem is it's everything, man. Like, so I grew up with classical, and then I wasn't really. I'm not sure if I wasn't allowed to listen to rock music or anything like heavier because that was never said like, are you not allowed to listen to that? But it just wasn't around. It just wasn't what my parents listened to. So I, I grew up with a lot of Celtic music. I'm part Irish. So I grew up with a lot of Celtic music and a lot of classical music. And and I, I mean, I just thought it was awesome. And it is. It's totally awesome. And then it wasn't until I was a teenager, I got into like Metallica and I got into Blink-182 and I got into NoFX and Queen and just everything. And I, I just, when that door opened, that was just unreal for me. I just like punk and metal and electronic. I just like the floodgates opened and I just went crazy, man. I was like, just give it give it all to me i i want it all and it was just i was in a way frustrated but because you can't you know you can't quote unquote mix <laughs> all of these different genres together it'll sound like garbage so that's part of what another part of what led to dlot as well is like at its at its core digital lizards of doom is a celebration of pop culture and I mean that in such a broad sense. So, you know, we actually have a we have a metal album coming out. We have a death metal album coming out. And for those of you who haven't listened to the music, that might not be surprising, or it might that might not mean anything because you're like, I don't even know what the music sounds like. But our first album is straight like goth pop. It's called Pretty Spooky Pop. It's very much on the nose. And then our second album was like blues, electronic rock. And then their next album was like this mix between Flogging Molly and Daft Punk, and <laughs> an acoustic album. And and then we have like a musical that we're working on right now. And then we have a death metal album that's coming out right 
right at Halloween, actually. Oh, nice. Nice. So, and so it's like trying my influences have kind of just been everything. And I I can hear the eyes rolling already when, when people hear this, but but it's true. It's like, oh, you know, like I love I love music. I love I can always find something, even if it's an artist that I shouldn't like because I come from a punk and metal background. I found myself defending Justin Bieber the other day. And I'm not a fan of his per se, but someone was like, Justin Bieber, blah, blah, blah. How can you think that's good? And I'm like, okay, you're making a blanketed statement. I'm not saying Justin Bieber is good. I'm saying the production value on this is great. Like I can listen to an entire album because the snare sounds amazing. You know, oh, yeah. I, can, I can listen to it. Like, I don't even need to like the band, but I'm like, man, how did they get that snare sound? That is so awesome. Like, how did they get man the guitar is so creamy like how did they oh it sounds so good and like so so that's what i'm that's what i want to create and and that's what i want to put back out into the world just hopefully cool stuff you know just i hear you uh, try i think it's cool you know and hopefully other people do too it's funny you you were talking about production value my wife is a, a fan of drake who I'm not a fan of at all, really. <laughs> Whoever is making his beats, which I'm, I'm sure it's not Drake. He didn't even write his own rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> so, but whoever does his his beats is like fucking killing it. Really, really solid stuff. And another another genre of music I'm not really normally into. I guess R&B. FKA Twigs, whoever does her music, is fantastic, and she is in, immensely talented. I oh, think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I. I it seems like the the older I've gotten, the less entrenched I've been in my what I'm into in terms of like sound when it comes to music. And it's because I'm in my late thirties now. Nice. It's so easy. No, it's not nice. It sucks, dude. <laughs> but no, it's it's so easy. I have so many friends that are listening to the same shit that they listened to when they were, you know, in high school or whatever. It's like, no, man. It, like you have to keep, force yourself to to try new things because yeah. otherwise it's, it's when you get old. I get it's excited when you, about it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It there there's always something new that you can find that is this fantastic, and it's just sometimes it's it's like you know finding a needle in a haystack. But I mean that's it's worth it. Oh yeah, I love Spotify too. <clears throat> I I have I have both Apple Music and Spotify, but. I like, and I use them for different things because there's certain albums that are on Apple Music that aren't on Spotify and vice versa. And I love just like adding like 20 songs to a playlist and then going to the bottom and seeing what they recommend. And I'm just constantly finding new bands. I'm like, this is so good. Like, this is so cool. I didn't know about this band yesterday and now I'm listening to this band. And it's, I'm a fan. Like I said, man, like, I'm just a fan. I'm I'm just a fan of this stuff. I love discovering new music and new stories and new mediums of art. And it's like, I just, we only have one life, you know? So I just, I want to get, I want to gobble up as much as I can. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who's blowing your hair back right now? What's that? Who's blowing your hair back right now? Like, I was like, like that. You have a Roberts for, for people who are, who are solely, you know, just listening to this, he he has a very Robert Smith style <laughs> haircut, and it works. It works. 
Not many people can so, pull it off. I couldn't. Hop along. This band called Hop. Oh man, her vocals are fan fucking tastic, dude. She's and insane. They jam. They, their guitarist is fantastic. They remind uh, me of like if they're so I, solid. Oh, they're so good, dude. It's like early Alkaline Trio with like a female vocalist or something. Like it's oh, so, yeah, <laughs> so good. So this is this is gonna. This is she a, has this a solo album that's good too. Oh, she does. Yes, oh, dude, I got to get into that. So Kubla Khan is this like metal band, the Spanish metal band, and then John Bellion too has uh, been tripping me out a little bit. Like I love his stuff, but my all-time, all-time favorite artist right now is probably Alex Cameron. He's he's like I, I don't even know how to describe his music, but everyone should go listen to Alex Cameron. He has a song called Miami Memory. That's probably like his biggest song right now. But but dude, his lyrics are just incredible. The songwriting is incredible. But what I love about him is that you can listen to his music and every time you can hear something different. Like he has and he has his own his own shtick going on too. Like he's he's like he talks about like the seventies and the eighties and like he has this whole like failed businessman look. Like he wears like this, this like kind of like gentleman's jacket from like the seventies and eighties, and he always talks about like he's making a comeback and all this stuff. And if you like watch his videos, it's very earthy and retro and vintage. It's super cool, but uh, the lyrics are just brilliant. He he's like one of the, my favorite lyricists right now, and uh, it's it's just. It's like what music should be. <laughs> and he's he's like the closest thing I think we have to a David Bowie right now. It doesn't matter how weird it gets. It just it just goes. So so yeah, I'm a big fan of Alex Cameron. But but that's kind of my point. Like the last three bands I listed, like one's kind of like a pop punk band, pop punk like grunge band, one's a metal band, and then one's a pop band and and that's and those are like on my current rotation and it's just I'm just gobbling it up man i hear you i hear you i let, do when you're writing do you have anything <clears throat> that you put on to to kind of get you where you need to be is there a headspace that you try to get into so writing music or, or books uh books 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 i try to put on more like earthy stuff like actually kind of going back to classical music stuff that doesn't have lyrics stuff that doesn't really have a lot of imagery so I, and also celtic music like listening to a lot of old irish songs without lyrics just instrumental stuff and even actually listening to jazz as well because nice i just like the it lets my mind wander and i can kind of just get into like a flow and then be like all right all right, yeah, so here we go. And then once I'm in the flow, though, I, I have to, I actually have to like kind of turn down the music and I kind of need silence. And I've realized that I write better at night. I think just everything's quieter. And so it's just me and my brain. And we can just, we can just go to town. We can just write, bang out a story and just let things flow. And then all this, you know, read it the next day or, or if it's a song, I'll listen to it the next day, and I'll be like, "Man, that's that's total garbage." Or I'll be like, "That's awesome," and then and then I'll just you know tighten it up a bit. But usually, just instrumental music 
kind of gets me gets my mind going and i try to like focus on emotion like emotion is super important in my opinion for telling a story it's like if you can't captivate the audience soon you're gonna lose them so there has to be something that not not even for the audience for myself too it's like if i'm just writing nonsense for you know 10 pages i i'll lose interest so i want i want something i can latch on to it's like do i care about this character no not really i'm gonna move on or it's like wow i'm gonna be up all night writing about this character because i i want to know what happens to this this lizard or this robot you know like i i want to see what happens to these guys i'm i'm excited to see where this goes it was interesting i was uh i've been reading a lot of the robert e howard the original conan the barbarian short stories and uh, i was doing some research because i never knew i read the i read some of the comics i've seen all the movies but i'd never actually read the original robert e howard short stories so a friend of mine loaned me a book and i was checking it out and i was blown away at the world building of this and i'm like this was in the 30s how the hell did this guy like this was so amazing so i'm like going through and i did some research and i found out that when he came up with the character conan the barbarian he oh and that was another thing so the the short stories are are out of order chronologically they're just it's it's kind of just like story after story each little mini story is all inclusive and so i was like man i wonder this is interesting like am i is there another book I should read before this one? Like in one of the short stories, he's a king and he's old. And the next one, he's young. And I'm like kind of confused. And so when I was looking into it, it turned out when Robert E. Howard came up with the character Conan, Conan the Barbarian, he just went wild. He wrote, he just wrote and wrote and wrote for months. And he was like, this is Conan at this age. And this is Conan at this age. And he just had this interest in the character he had just made this cool character and was like now i want to i want to see what this character does in this type of scenario i want to see what this character would do in this type of scenario and so i just love that so much because it's like a really good friend of mine told me a long time ago it doesn't matter what happens around the story it's about you you could write about anything he's like if you have two interesting characters you could write an entire book series on two interesting characters eating ramen at the same table. And it, it, it'll My st- dinner with Andre. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like it'll still be entertaining because it's, it's about the characters. Like what would these characters do in this type of scenario? What would they say? How would they speak? Are they consistent? Do they, do they think the world should be ran this way? Do they, do they not care about that? Do they, you know, do they like the person they're talking to? Is there is there animosity? Is there love between these two characters? So that's what I try to focus on. That was the longest way of answering your question of getting into the getting into the zone. But but yeah, like I just kind of let my mind wander and I, I try to focus on character development first and foremost. And then it makes it a lot easier for myself to just let the story happen after that. So I hear you. So so with with these characters, is it hard to write a character that is so completely different than, you know, human and yet make the the reader care about them as if they were and, and adding those human, the human feelings and the emotions and 
and agency and all that is it is it hard to get into that i'm gonna go ahead and say yes for me it is because when it's you know book we 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 just had our pre-order which went amazing we sold over two thousand copies and pre-orders for our first book which comes out late october That's awesome i'm i'm so stoked man i can't even, <laughs> so, stoked. so yeah like you know it, it is not trying to be like how do i say this diplomatically like not trying to be a, a bummer or a downer about it but it is something that i worry about because all of my ego is in my writing it's not in really like i don't care what car i drive i don't care how i dress i don't care if i win or lose all of my my ego is in my writing and i want i want people to respond well to it and i i want it to mean something to them and i want them to benefit from it and gain something from it. So, so yeah, I mean, having characters and having a story that has nothing to do with our universe or our galaxy at all is a little, is a little like, it's on my mind. You know, I'm very curious to see how people respond, but what the characters deal with on their journeys, I think are very human elements, you know, just loss, you know, losing your, losing your faith, losing your worldview, gaining a faith, gaining a worldview, being being told one thing and realizing it's not true versus you know someone who had something that you needed and they they didn't bother to give it to you. When what is right or wrong, you know, relationships between people like one of the biggest themes of Digital Lizards of Doom is sci- uh, sorcery and science. They they believe different things. But yet when they come together, they realize that they're talking about the same thing. They're just explaining it differently. And I feel like, especially right now, like in, in the world, there's just so many different beliefs and, and so many people like, are oh, you wrong about this? Or are you wrong about that? And it's like, when you really get down to the nitty gritty, people are talking about the same thing. They just have different words or names for it. And so I'm hoping, you know, fingers crossed that those elements come through uh, on on these stories book one is one of eight in an eight book series via clover press by the way shout out to clover press because that's my publisher and they're absolutely amazing and they've given me a lot of encouragement and believe in this story because it is it is pretty wacky it's pretty weird it's somewhere in between like transformers and doom patrol i would say so it, it gets pretty weird but but those elements of just like what is right, what is wrong, does right and wrong even exist? What's good for somebody might be bad for somebody else, and who's the judge of that? So just kind of asking these questions, starting this conversation in a fantasy world where there are no humans, humans don't exist, and um, seeing kind of seeing what happens. So it's 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 interesting and. And yeah, I am a little self-conscious about it because I'm like, man, I hope, you know, people are like, what? Like, I'm not a lizard or a dead ninja or a cyborg. <laughs> I can't, you know, or a giant. I'm not a giant robot. I'm not a witch. I don't even like, how can I even relate to these characters? So, so yeah, it's, it's always in the back of my mind. And, but I do hope that, you know, people are like, oh yeah, okay. Like that's pulled from this and you know that's pulled from that and and also comedy too it's it's a comedy it's a space fantasy comedy so hopefully you know 
you if if you don't like the story, hopefully you you appreciate the jokes and and the artwork if nothing else because Ernie Nahara who does the pencils and ink and Margot Proden who does the coloring it's just and I'm gonna brag for a second be, about them because that they are like I'm fans of them like yeah you have a great team behind you I was I was wanting to ask you about that actually the, the they're insane man these guys are crazy. <laughs> Why are you working on my book? You know, you guys can be doing so much cooler stuff. But like they are they are just geniuses. And I, I am I am just lucky. Hopefully I'm in the business of just getting lucky. So it's like, yeah, here's my story. Here's what I want you guys to do. But they just breathe life into these characters. And I'm like, I find myself just looking at this stuff in awe. Like I'm not even reading the book anymore. I'm just looking at the pictures being like, this is just I could I would pull these out and put it on my wall it's amazing so yeah and you you not only have the 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 traditional team that a standard comic book has you you have a a whole cadre of people that are you know working to make this thing and and make it a a pretty massive endeavor yeah does it scare the shit out of you sometimes? That's a lot. That's a lot going on, man. If we're gonna get if we're gonna get real right now, I'll, be, I'll get real because, like, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it goes it goes with the territory. Spoiler, country, I guess, but but yeah, I mean, yeah, I've I've had you know, I've become much more a fan and a advocate of mental health lately, and that, and this is no joke. I've had four, five. I've had five visits to the ER. Oh wow! Past couple months because of just the stress that's come with this. You know, we're working on. And for those of you who don't know, we have a music department. We have a a gaming department now, which is the newest thing. We have a we have a card game that's in development. We have and a app video game that we're working on as well. We have obviously the graphic novel, and we're talking to blank right now about a TV shoot TV series. And I've been making these decisions like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like, I, like what a, I am not qualified to make these decisions. But every, but everyone looks at me because like, you made the thing. You, you yeah. Do. And so, so yeah, man. You're it's in been- a unique position that not many people have been in, though. You got to think like Eastman and Laird were in a similar position when, right when Ninja Turtles took off. Yeah. I mean, they I'm, I'm sure they were just like we just got out of art school we don't know what we're doing and you, you learn as you do yeah and uh, you're gonna come out on the other side knowing so i mean this is your hero's journey you are living it and <laughs> you're <laughs> you're you're going to come out having learned something and um and you know all the better for it so, man, I'm I'm stoked for you. I think this is uh, such a a cool project, and there is there's a little something for everybody in this. And I know the pre-orders have already happened, but when will people people you know regular Joe Schmoes that you know are just hearing this? How are they going to be able to get a hold of it? I do believe when it when is this coming out? Do we know? You know, we can make it come out whatever you want it to. Okay, I think I think so. This this week, as we're having this conversation, I'm supposed to hear when delivery will happen. Right now, it's tentative, end of October, early November. But on our website, 
we will have a link. It's www.dlodworld.com, DLOD for short, dlodworld.com. And you can you can pick up the book. And I believe I will know that this week during the time that we're recording this. So it should be out by the time that this that this airs. Okay, so so let's just pretend it's it's November right now. To, today okay. is November, you know, November eighth, man. Holidays are around the corner, Gabe. That's right. So perfect stocking stuffer. You you, you know what? It, you have a book, and it's coming out. You know, just around the corner, very soon, actually. <laughs> yes. So, and, and you can you can also order it at your comic book shop. We're available in every comic book store. So if you contact your local comic book shop and say, hey, can you order me a copy of Digital Lizards of Doom, level one, Dizzy Doom, they'll have the diamond code for you and you can get it from diamond distributors. Or you can just go straight to our website. And it's a full, for those, cause for those of you who might be uh, curious, it's a, full, it's a full graphic novel. So it's all one trade form, like trade oh, paper. Cool. So it's a hundred and forty something pages. So, so go ahead. Are y'all doing that digitally as well, or is it all just physical? Yeah. It'll be on Comixology and Amazon and and Nook. Is Nook still around? I'm assuming Nook is still around. I have no idea. Barnes and Noble one. I, yeah. <laughs> it'll be everywhere. It'll be global too. And I'm pretty sure I can say this. Actually, no. I'm I'm sure I can say this. We are working on, we actually got contacted by a Japanese company, and there will be a Japanese translation coming out. Oh, nice. Contacted by a um, Spanish company in Mexico, and there will be a Spanish version coming out soon. I don't have any dates on those or much information, but the the publisher has already signed off on that. They're already like, yep, we want to do them. So we will also have Japanese versions and Spanish versions available too as well that's awesome man dude i'm i'm so excited about this i can't wait to uh read this book can't wait to get in my grubby little hands and is there anything else you want to promote while while we're while we're still on i we have let's see i'm trying to think we we're right now you know we're working on book two so i just like i said it's a book series i just wrapped up book two which is supposed to come out april 2021 and the team that I work with is amazing. And instead of promoting something, I would just like to give a shout out to those guys. We have Ernie Nahara, who does the pencils and ink, Margot Proden, who does the colors, Chance Boren, who produced it. And by the way, Chance Boren actually has his own slew of fans. He, he did the Transformers books. He's been at IDW for years. He did Transformers. He did Metal Gear Solid. He did 30 Days of Night. He did the entire Angel series when that was on and dan brozo who is is more of like the second beetle i guess or whatever you want to call it he's always just been there for me and we've written podcasts together and hosted shows together and and he's just always been a believer in me and he's helped me out with this book and then christina marie mcbrady she's um, our executive producer and then dylan davidson who's like the right hand man of, he handles most of the the DLOD correspondence and makes sure that our stuff gets out on time. And and then everyone at Clover Press, Nate Murray, it's just I'm in awe that these people 
are working with me and it's like you know bringing it back to the beginning of this it's like i'm i'm just a fan of this stuff man and the fact that these people believe in me and believe in my vision it's like i don't know what else to ask for so hopefully hopefully this thing is good and hopefully people dig it <laughs> and and if it doesn't work then we're just going to we're going to make a movie and if that doesn't work we're going to build a space station and if that doesn't work we're going to build a museum and <laughs> just going to keep trying stuff until until people get it so that's that's kind of my attitude dude that's awesome i'm i'm so excited for it we are going to uh, post links along with the in this episode and on the show notes as well as, you know, hitting it with our social media and all that. And like I said, today is November 8th or whatever. <laughs> and so, so we'll be releasing around the time that you guys have it out uh, ready to buy. And man, if there's anything else ever, hit us up. I had a blast talking to you, man. Dude, you're rad, Casey. Thank you so much, man. It, it was. Uh, I'm going to send you a book too. I'll get your info later and I'll go ahead and send you a book when I when they come out. Uh, dude, thanks, man. That That's great. I, I'm I'm stoked. <laughs> cool, brother. So, dude, be safe. Stay away from burning things and smoke. I will. Yeah, all, all my friends out there, I'm, I'm terrified for them. So, you know, just hang out there, be safe, and can't wait to read the book, man. Y'all take it easy so and enjoy the rest of your evening, dude. You too, brother. Have a good one, man. All right, take it easy, man. Peace. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know I did. Uh, it's it's kind of cool to find out that Gabe wears many hats and is a musician and comic book writer, among other things. And, and you never know the hidden talents of people. So it's fun to sit back and, and listen and get to know somebody and then go out and check out the project that they're, that they're working on right now. So if you liked what you heard, I implore you to go out there and search of the Digital Lizards of Doom and, and see what it's all about. Now, if you love what you heard and you want to hear more in that style or more comic book writers, actors, movie directors, editors, all that kind of fun stuff, we have it all right there for you over at thespoilerverse.com. Uh, it's, it's an amazing site and there's tons of other podcasts, tons of other shows uh, for you to peruse, to check out, have fun with. And the cool thing about it, it's all free. It's free for you. Just go there, check it out. You'll have a lot of fun. And I think you'll really, really, really will enjoy it. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget to open the mind and read more. Because Cthulhu will always compel you.